This is Guiding Light Radio, the pro wrestling podcast that brings you the news you want to hear from the world of Brit Rest. I'm your host, the Guiding Light Isaiah Quinn, and today I'll be diving deep into the underground and bringing you a very rare interview with two of the most dangerous people on the Brit Rest scene. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rat King and Queen themselves, Tubit and Jenny. Welcome. You've already made your first mistake. Oh dear, carry on. Why? You know full well that it is Jennifer. No one calls me Jenny. Okay, I apologise. Um, good. I'll 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 edit. I'll try and edit that part out, and I'll just uh, I'll just paste over your name with Jennifer. Uh, my mistake. Uh, is is two bit with you there? Yeah. Hello, hello. How what how are you and what has been taking up your time of late? Uh I'm I'm okay. If it was out of ten, I think I'd be a five. Because I'm alright, but I do have COVID nineteen. Uh, okay. I spent the last week self isolating. Uh and then Jenny, Jennifer, has also got COVID nineteen now. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. I guess that's one of the um, the issues when you, you you live underground in the in the sewers the, with the, the rats that you are. Um, yeah, I guess you are more likely to kind of pick that sort of stuff up. Um, well, COVID's not so much of an issue down here. It's more the plague. More the plague. Yeah. So um, leptospirosis, I understand, is a quite damaging uh, illness. One of the leading causes of death in the construction industry. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, you've had to self-isolate. I'm sorry to hear that. Have you been been um, getting up to anything whilst you've been isolating? Keep it clean, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, we do. We do. <laughs> uh, we do play a lot of Minecraft. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a game that I've played for quite a long time. Uh, I got Jennifer into it a couple of years ago. In fact, the first lockdown, I got Jennifer into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's ashamed to say that. But <laughs> yeah, we, we've played a lot of that. I just like the creative sandbox elements. Um, I made a farm this week with lots of horses. You made a farm with lots of horses? Okay. Yep. Uh, a cute little cottage. Oh. I just like making little uh, scenery and nice environments. I... I, I just like ruining those nice environments by <laughs> stealing his horses, riding them off cliffs, uh, never to be seen again. So is it a multiplayer sort of thing then? Uh, yeah, yeah, it can be. I, I, I mean, I've heard of it. I've just I've never played it myself. Um, my niece uh, used to play it when she was 13. Uh, that's not a reflection on you guys. Um, just, you know, <laughs> everyone likes what they like. I think it has a big... People see it as a child's game, but um, I don't know. It's it's. I guess you could describe wrestling as art in the same way that you could describe Minecraft as art. Does that make sense? I'm sure. Yeah, creating things. Yeah, it's just creative stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can't talk. I am sitting here at my desk holding a Star Wars pen. I must have a have a look at Minecraft. I do like to play games myself. Um. In particular, uh, Commune Simulator, uh, where I am the leader of a cult 
and I get uh, followers to join the commune. Uh, not very successful with that, just like in my wrestling career. Now, <laughs> I understand uh, I understand that you're both incredibly busy, uh, as are many of my listeners. Well, probably not, actually. I'd imagine they're, they're mostly slackers. But nonetheless, um, I don't want to take up too much of your precious time with you guys talking about your career and how you got started in the industry. So in this section entitled Previously on 2Bit and Jennifer, uh, I'm going to ask you to briefly summarise your career so far in around 30 seconds, very much like if uh, a TV show was doing a recap of, of previous episodes. So are you up to that challenge? Yes. Not really. Uh, Not really, no. Okay. I'll, I'll, well, that's kind of the podcast. So if you don't want to do it, then <laughs> no place, mate. Well, we'll start with Jenny. Jennifer, my mistake. If you if you're ready. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, time starts now. I got involved in wrestling nearly ten years ago now. My ex boyfriend wanted to learn to wrestle, so I used to drive him to shows and training. Um, and then that carried on to me helping out at other shows, and then things happened. I met Ed. <laughs> uh, he decided that he wanted to involve me a little bit more. I had lessons with the wonderful Chris Brooker, uh, and here I am today, the wonderful yet daunting rat queen that I am. Yeah. Well, you, you went over that. there. I'll allow it. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Interesting. So you actually have uh, been around on the scene for quite a long time, I guess. Ten years. Wow. Um, yeah. I like Gary. Really... Carry on. Carry on. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Just a lot of people don't really realise how long I've been sort of around the scene of wrestling before. There's only yeah. a certain few that that know. So. And I like so. how you kind of summarised a big chunk of your career with the phrase "then things happened." which is just a very good way of just kind of encapsulating years and years worth of uh, of history. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. History, trauma, PTSD, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Oh, OK. Oh, my mistake. I should probably have left that out. I thought you would just kind of summarise no, your career. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was a bit both. A bit both. OK, fair play. And, and you mentioned Chris Brooker. Just uh, how how has he kind of... Um, what impact has he had on your wrestling career then? He has been able to bring out the the side of me that has been needed to be brought out for this particular escapade. Mm. Um, it's just it's just basically helped me embellish parts of myself, um, but to a, a positive thing. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and Brooker's obviously um, got a history of working in wrestling and um, entertainment as well, so he kind of knows what he's looking for. And he's, you know, I'll be the first to admit he helped me a lot um, in my career, especially when, you know, I first started with with Future Shock. So a lot of time for Chris Brooker. Okay. Um, two bit. Do you want to have a crack? You don't have to stick to thirty seconds. You can, but just you know, don't bore us. Okay. I'll go on. Then. <laughs> Right, go for it. So, the 28th of November 2000, Fucking I am on. 
in a hospital. <laughs> uh, we'll move on quickly. Uh, so it was 2012, 2013, that sort of time period. I started wrestling training at KOW, uh, training with Chris Ridgway, uh, Craig Collins, Nightmare. You might know them. Yeah. Um, so I was at KOW for, I guess, about four years. I was 16 when I debuted uh, wow. with my good friend Will Carter and Lucas Neon. Uh, worked some Markham shows. Moved to Manchester a couple of years ago. Trained at Future Shock. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, some uh, big, big name drops there too. Bit big name drops. Um, Will Carter and Nightmare. I am particularly familiar with, um, as you may know, in Odyssey Pro Wrestling. Two great lads. Um, and yeah, Chris Ridgway obviously making waves himself. So you, you, you've surrounded, been surrounded by, you know, some great, uh, great talent there, haven't you? And um, I remember, and I, I don't know if it was one of the first times I saw you. Maybe not. When I, I came to Knockout once, uh, and you had a ladder match with Lucas Neon. I can't Sorry. remember. It was like a TLC, but yeah, that, I think. yeah, yeah, it was a great match. That was a great match, and I think like I don't know if that was like one of the first times I properly watched you, and I thought, yeah, two bits going to be a big deal, and you've definitely, you know, since then, um, really kind of uh, exploded on the scene, uh, and you're very different as well. Um, I'll stop blowing smoke up your ass now. Uh, yeah, so. So you recently had a match with Ridgeway, didn't you? A catch. Um, what was that experience like? It was, it was very good. Um, yeah. Just from a personal standpoint, not even a professional <laughs> standpoint. Uh, obviously, I've known him since I was literally since my first ever wrestling session. At the end of that session, he taught me how to run the ropes, like step by step. Wow. Um, so getting to go from that and just even just seeing Chris from that point, you know, like skinny, no beard. He had like two tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Um, like seeing him go from that and then progressing and getting bigger and um and like going off to Japan and all of them really cool things. Uh and then getting the train with him again years later in Manchester and then getting to finally wrestle him. And, and a little bit of context. Me and Will Carter and Lucas Neon are all the same age. We all came up at KOW at the same time. We all debuted together. Uh Will got his match, Lucas got his match for Chris, and then it never worked out for me, and I just never ended up getting my match. And then for years later, to finally get my match, and it to be a catch where I'm a, a good guy, and to get that reaction, yeah, it's sick. It's just, yeah. just wrestling kind of just works out that way sometimes, it just creates its own story. That's nice, yeah, like it is, like it's come full circle for you, that hasn't it? Um, and it does kind of seem like I mean, I bet at the time when Will and uh, Nightmare had that match with with their match with Chris, you maybe were, I'd imagine, feeling a little bit jealous because you wanted that. But I bet you wouldn't change anything now. No, no, definitely not. That's nice. That's nice. Um, Moving on then. Uh, So I wanted to talk to you both a little bit about your wrestling style and Jenny, for you, your managing style. Mm hmm. I would like you to compare your style to one of these three types of kitchen appliances, a toaster, a kettle or a microwave. So, Jenny, and 
sorry, Jennifer, uh, and 2-Bit, and please tell me which kitchen appliance best reflects your wrestling and managing style and why? For me personally, a kettle. Definitely a kettle. Oh, okay. Tell because me why. I, I start the match quite cool, composed, you know, focused. I like it. And I've got a plan, or kind of half a plan. Uh, maybe I'll go for the leg. Maybe I'm going to... Or maybe opportunity open, and then I'm I'm focused, I'm calm, I'm collected. But as the match goes on, I'm going to slowly lose my temper, and I'm going to get heated, and I'm going to get hotter and hotter and hotter until I boil over, and then I'm going to be really hot and angry, and then by the end of the match, I'm going to be fuming. I I, I just want to make this clear because that really did sound like uh, a question that you revised an answer for you i have not given you this question and you were very quick off the bat there to, to come up with that answer so well done i was gonna on the contrary to bit uh sometimes depending depending on whether you've got a, a quick boil kettle kettles can take a while to get going that's true sometimes i take a while to get going okay all right so you don't see that as, as a detriment to your ability well, no. Well, sometimes being angry is an advantage because I'm going to hit them harder. But sometimes I might get too angry and then they're going to take advantage of that. OK, OK. That's very interesting. What a great answer. Over to you, Jennifer. Um, I feel like my managerial style is very much the same as a microwave. Okay. So, like, <laughs> just hearing it come from someone else's mouth, I'm going to have to click. <laughs> you realised how daft of a question this is. Out, out of context, I'll just get a clip of you comparing yourself to a microwave, but please carry <laughs> on. <laughs> oh. So, I, I obviously, we, we all know that microwaves are very good at heating things on the outside, they're also quite cold on the inside, and I feel like that reflects me quite quite nicely. So I'm nice and warm and bubbly on the outside, and then it's just stone cold hatred on the inside. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Sometimes you do have to uh, you have to stop your stop the microwave halfway through cooking, give it a bit of a stir, don't bit you? A stir. Yeah. To get that fully rounded uh, heat distribution um, of your meal, which I'm not quite sure how I'm going to make that analogy to stick towards wrestling there. But <laughs> great, great. I thought I'd catch you guys out on that, uh, but I haven't. Uh, very impressed with that. Uh, we are we are powering through today. Um, so now now. In 2020, I started my own TV channel, Guiding Light TV, where I collaborated with a number of wrestlers to create some original programming. And you can find this content if you head over to at Guiding Light IQ on Twitter, where you'll find a link to www.youtube.com on my profile. Now, to bit Jenny, with every TV channel and radio station, there are adverts Unless, of course, you're watching the BBC. So, guys, if you had advertising space right here on Guiding Light Radio, what would you advertise? 
Well, I personally would advertise a, a reward scheme uh, for people who actually turn up on time to shows with <laughs> special bonuses for if they've remembered everything that they needed to remember, if they've brought everything that they needed to bring, including people, weapons, belts. They get special reward points for that. Um, and what what are the rewards then? So if someone does say get come to six shows and they bring everything, what do they get? They would potentially get to pick their next opponent. Oh, so keeping it all wrestling related, yeah. yeah. I was maybe like a chocolate bar, but no, that sounds much better. <laughs> my my advertisement would be a reward scheme for people who do not show up to shows on time. Because sometimes promoters say, okay, we need you to be at the show 10 days before the show starts so you can sit around <laughs> and do nothing. Okay. And sometimes you, you just can't be at the show on time. Sometimes you're busy doing other stuff. And I'm not saying you need to show up to the show halfway through. So yours is more there's of a, a help scheme rather than a, a, there's a reward scheme. There's a healthy middle ground here. So yeah, if you don't show up to the show on time, um, you get points and you can decide who maybe you're going to wrestle next show. And you get a chocolate bar on top of that. And you get a chocolate bar. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to see how how they would both work, these reward schemes, because there would be rewards for, for everyone. Well, <laughs> If you're late, you'll get something. And if you're early, you'll get something. Well, if you're late, you get a chocolate bar too. So there's an extra incentive there. Oh, okay. Uh, you got anything to add, Jenny, to yours to make it more attractive? Jennifer, my mistake. Thank you. Uh, you get to decide your next two opponents. Right, okay. I've got something that's going to trump this. Right, okay. Uh, you get to join James Greenwood's uh, board game committee. <gasps> board game, secret society of board gaming that happens behind the scenes. Not so secret anymore, is it? <laughs> I am yet. To, um, be included in that which is a little bit upsetting but I'm going to be having James Greenwood on the show at some point in the future I'm sure and I will address that with him but that that does seem like a sort of platinum uh, prize there for the for your reward scheme uh, very very good very good answers now arguably you two have, have been highly sought after in 2021 and I'm sure this is going to continue into next year and you're going to lead the pack for the next generation, of which there are a lot of. Speaking of which, I wanted to get your thoughts on some of these wrestlers, whether they be breaking into the business or whether they've been around for a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play Over or Under. In this section of the podcast, I'm going to say the names of several British wrestlers. And I want you, Jenny and Jennifer and Tubit, to tell me if they are over or under. Remember, this is a quick fire round, so I have to accept your first answer. Are there any questions before we start? What are they over or under? So, are we ready? <laughs> yes. OK, your time starts. Uh, well, well, first, before we start, I'll say maybe... You can both answer for, for each person that I'll say. Three, two, one. Scotty Rock. 
Over. Over. Dynamite Lee. Over. over. Definitely over. Ryan Hunter. Under. Under. Tonga. Over. Over. Big Guns Joe. Over. Oh, under. Under. JJ Webb. Under. Over. Big T. Over. Well, that's the end of Over and Under. I am sorry to say you only got three out of ten right. Uh, better luck next time. I do want to go back to uh, Ryan Hunter, though. You both said that he was under. Tell me, what, what, why? Why would you choose that? Uh, because he beat me for the Odyssey Pro Wrestling Championship, and I'm quite sour about it still. And is that the same sentiment for you, Jennifer? Yeah, I wasn't even allowed to be at ringside for most of it. That's a shame. That is a real shame. And maybe... Also, I'm taller than him. I'm pretty sure. You're, you're taller than Ryan Hunter is what you said. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So he's, he's underneath me. Ah, okay. So that's how you've construed over or under. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. Um, what a really unique look on that quiz. Uh, you've also said... Uh, you said Scotty Rock is over? Yeah. Well, I, I was squatting for most of the match we had. OK, so we're still going down. The, we're still keeping up this appearance of, of you thinking that it's you being taller. Jennifer? Yeah, well, he's above me as I'm at ringside, isn't he? So. Right. OK. I feel like you guys are just um, crapping out of this. And you don't want to upset anyone. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. This next section I like to call Quinn's Quibbles. Quinn's Quibbles. Jennifer and Tubit, tell me what really gets on your nerves in wrestling. Oh, I wouldn't necessarily say this gets on my nerves. It just makes me it, it makes me cringe. It makes it it just gives me that ick feeling. When the top rope is really loose and people go for top rope moves, mm. it mm, no, no. And it's more of a uh, the fact that it's dangerous, or more of a fact that well, you should know the top rope isn't good enough. So why are you going up to? Yeah, a little bit of both. Like you, you, you were pulling on them a while ago. No one has, no one has tightened anything. Mm. Yet you're still going to do your leapfrog. And expect it to go well. And it's just... And I think that uh, that's just kind of tells you that, you know, you do need a good ring and dedicated ring crew to mm. make sure that the ring is in a good condition. Uh, otherwise, people will break the necks. Um, Tubit, do you have anything to add to Jennifer's quibble? Um, I think big egos. Big like, egos. Oh, so your, this is your quibble? Big egos. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all wrestlers. We're all equals. We don't need to have big egos around us. Um, I guess like an example, ironically, compared to what I said before, <clears throat> sorry, um, is showing up to the show like halfway through, uh, not even not even out of your own control. You've done it deliberately, is showing up to the show halfway through because your ego is so big and you think you can just do that. Yeah, yeah. See you out there, pal, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hate that. I don't like that. Um, especially if it's if they're up against someone who maybe is a little bit more green and 
they just require that time to kind of digest everything before they go out there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like that. Um, yeah, interesting quibble. One of my quibbles today is, is people who turn up to shows who aren't booked or aren't part of the staff, mm. um, which does annoy me. Not only is there a little bit of a safeguarding issue there because the the the, ocean, the owners don't know who is present in the building um, mm. before the show starts. So, but also it's a little bit like, OK, you know, pull your finger out and help help out. Yeah. Instead of playing James Greenwood's board games. <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made that um, that wrestlers need to go to other shows to get the the face seed and name out there. But also, it isn't very difficult to just message the promoter and say, are you OK if I come down and help yeah. out? Um, yeah, as well as yeah, having the permission from the promoter, I think, initially is the first thing. Um, yeah. And if you if you're just heading down to a show, pay for a ticket. Help out your local indie promotion. Are you not being rewarded for turning up to wrestling shows on time? Then sign up to Rat Rewards and receive gifts such as title shots, a handshake, and invitations to James Greenwood's board game committee. Rat Rewards reap wrestling's rewards the real way. Now, guys, have you heard of Professor Paul Cosford? No. No. Okay, well, he represents the UK Health Security Agency for the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, also known as SAGE. He has just discovered that you are at the epicentre of a zombie outbreak. <laughs> that epicentre is a wrestling show that you are currently attending, and he has contacted you via phone to ask you to try and contain this flesh-eating apocalypse. You only have wrestling-themed weapons and gimmicks at your disposal. What are you choosing to fight off the zombie horde? Oh. Hmm. Well, I'm going to get a kendo stick. Okay. Um, but I'm also going to get... Well, I guess you don't really have knives in wrestling, do you? I don't think I've seen a knife spot any time recently. I've definitely but... seen a knife spot before, Uh that was disgusting and they probably shouldn't be wrestlers ah well i will leave the knife spot out <laughs> but i have seen spots involving spoons you so, have seen spots involving spoons please please tell me about that um it was very grotesque i don't think we need to go into it oh, right. <laughs> for um, some reason in my head it was just people like playing spoons <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll go with that we'll go with that okay um, so I'm going to get a kendo stick and a spoon, and I'm going to take the spoon to the end of the kendo stick. Yeah. Because can stand meters away from the zombies. Yeah. So. You, like stabbing, thrusting motions? Yeah, I'd say so. Well, you've got to go for the brain, haven't you? Yeah, we're talking head trauma here is the best way to, to defeat these zombies. So, yeah, I'll, I'll use the spoon to uh, use head trauma on them. OK, how about you, Jennifer? <laughs> Uh, well, bats are always uh, just randomly under the ring in yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, I feel a little bit stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your 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 weapon of choice in KOW, my darling, is a bat yeah. covered with oh, a chain. Literally, you're a gimmick weapon for you. <laughs> yeah, I could have just said that. Yeah. <laughs> 
But seeing as how you didn't, I will. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's got it's got some good weight behind it. Definitely yeah. caused some sort of brain damage. Um, and if all else fails, there's always a tool bag underneath, or there should always be a tool bag underneath your wrestling ring, so you are able to fix the ring. Uh, which has got screwdrivers and sharp, sharp objects to tighten yeah. the turnbuckles, things like that. You've definitely thought about this. You've definitely <laughs> thought about this. Brilliant answers, both of them. Um, we have had things like steel chairs in the past. and Too, com- too incumbent. They're too big. They're too big. There's a lot of, re- lot of motion required to get any kind of impact. Yeah. Not, not a fan of that answer. Um, now, let's assume that you two guys are working together to fight the zombie hordes, but you're allowed one person, one wrestler by your side to help you. Who would that be? Hmm. My my brain is just instantly telling me Big T. My brain went to Big T. Thank you. But yeah, okay. No, I don't even know if he'd be that helpful. I just mean it's like bait. Because he's so big, the zombies will be there for like hours eating him. So that'll just give us time to run away. That's interesting because that was actually my next question. Um, I'm going to direct this one towards Jennifer. Jennifer, would you push Tubit in front of the zombie horde? Never. Never? Never. You're both saying that you would sacrifice Big T? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Wow. Um <laughs> I'm actually recording with Big T later on, so <laughs> I'm going to tell him this. Sorry, Big T. And see see what he says. Um, I mean, I was, I was going to say Big T for a different reason in the fact that, like, if we were to get sort of over-encumbered by, by the zombies and stuff, he could just sort of pick us up because, like, we'd be, like, a height above everyone, a, a height above the zombies, so we'd be protected a little bit more. So, in one breath, you're saying that you would push him in front of zombies, but in this breath, you're saying that you think Big T would lift you up out of harm's way so yes. that he could sacrifice himself for you. Because, no, 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 just just lift us up out of the way and then sort of walk us away from that area. Maybe put us up somewhere higher. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I okay. am I am thinking about the potential consequence here. If Big T became a zombie. Yeah. Oh, or maybe not Big T then. Um I don't want to fight a Big T zombie. That's you, one big zombie. I not many people want to fight a Big T. Never mind a Big T zombie. Um yeah. Again, you were really thinking about this. Uh, this is the most in-depth answer we've had to this question. This is uh, what COVID does to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that you'll be having fever dreams for some <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um We are heading towards the end of this podcast now. Uh, in this section, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to, to give a, a shout out to maybe people behind the scenes in wrestling, whether it be uh, camera people, it can be referees or managers, it can be uh, bookers people behind the curtain who you feel deserve more credit than they actually get is there anyone in particular you think deserves uh, some credit uh, I've got two people one of them's a wrestler but one of them is not 
Okay, um, I'll allow it. The behind the scenes person is um, Ant, Ant the editor. Uh, yeah. He works very hard. I know that. Uh, he's always editing things. He does a pretty good job too. And his little highlight packages he makes, uh, which come out like the day after the show, I always love them. Yeah. Makes me feel like a superstar. He does. He does. Um, and it's important that, uh, especially in the age of social media, that there is content out there and it is down to people like Ant to to help us with that. And he does does make you look like um, like a star. And and who was your wrestler? Uh, it is Declan McCarthy. Oh, yeah. I feel like a, there's quite a few wrestlers who last year I would have said and gone into a lot of detail about. But I think they're now finally getting out there and they're getting the name out there a lot more. People like um, Joe Kessler, yeah. uh, Keenan Krishna. Um, yeah, there's tons. But Declan's still one of them people that I don't think people have seen much of. Yeah. And Declan's so good, man. Um, like the amount of times I'm at training, he just shows me something on that he's found on Twitter or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, that's insane. And I watch him wrestle around, and like the whole grappling aspect, he is so good at it. Like I go in there, and I'd say I, I finally get in there with it. Like I'm getting an idea of good grappling and all that sort of stuff, but I'm still sort of just going in there and winging it. That goes in there, and oh my god, like the things he does. <laughs> Like blow my mind every time. It's insane. Um, and so he like he just knows that aspect so well. He's like just fit Finley. <laughs> um, yeah, he's great. And I think in the next few years he's gonna get around a lot more. And his style and everything is so different to anything else that's out there in the in the scene at the minute. Yeah, I think he's sick. Yeah, I, I'm a big advocate for um, his hound of Ulster, isn't he? He goes by. Um, yeah, he is very different. He's got a really good attitude, and you know when you look at him and he comes through the curtain, you know what you're getting. Um, very different. Yeah, big uh, big love to to Declan McCarthy. Uh, Jennifer, anyone you want to give a shout out to? Uh, I also have two, if that's okay. Sure, sure. I'll um, so my sort of is all is sort of like behind the scenes, but also in front of the scenes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, considering how Ed took my my shout of Ant, uh, I am going to go with I Will Burn Art, uh, who is a photographer based in Hull. Um, he's only just sort of got himself into the wrestling business and things like that. He's always like loved wrestling, but now he's been able to, he's been given the opportunity to shoot wrestling and things like that. He clearly adores what he does. And you can tell by the the quality of the images that come out. They're absolutely amazing. He really knows how to capture what is going on in that moment Uh, and the the feeling and and everything else. And like the right using the right sort of editing to create that that feeling that you need from that photo. Um, So, yeah, so that's that's my that's my first my first one. I have a feeling I'm going to probably end up regretting saying this next one, but it needs to be said. Uh, Danny Proper. Oh, dear. I know, I know. (laughs) But in all actual facts, Danny on, like, future show days, on catch days, he's always one of the first there. He's getting everyone ready. He's sorting everything out with the ring, with the ring van and everything like that. He's putting a graft in, he's putting a shift in. All with a smile and a, 
you know, cracking a few jokes. He might get trolled halfway through the show, <laughs> but he's still there. He's still understanding what's going on. He still knows what needs to happen. He's still there fixing issues that happen and everything like that. So I will give props to Danny proper. Yeah, he's a workhorse. Um that doesn't get the the recognition he deserves there uh because without his kind of uh direction and stuff like that when when getting everything sorted you know the, the shows wouldn't look half as good as um as what they do so yeah fair play fair play um thank you for that so before we round up the podcast here's an opportunity for you guys to kind of plug your social media uh or any bookings that you've got coming up where people can find you <clears throat> I am at Tubit, which is T-U-B-Y-T. Uh, on Instagram, it's T-U full stop B-Y-T. And on Twitter, it's T-U underscore B-Y-T. Not confusing at all. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, I am Rat Queen Jen, because they wouldn't let me put Rat Queen Jennifer. It was too long. Um, and on Instagram, I am Rat Queen Jennifer, because they are better than Twitter. And have you got any upcoming bookings where people can see you? Uh, not until the end of January. Yeah. But we have um, BWR on the 28th, I think. 28th January. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm wrestling or not, because uh, I've been a naughty boy at BWR. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Uh, we are at Odyssey on the 29th of January. Uh, and then there'll be some stuff in February, too, but... But that's February. That's February. That's too far away. Too far away, yeah. Um, Jennifer, two bit. Really, thank you for for coming on this podcast. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. One final task for you: Can you please summarise this podcast experience in five words or less? Um. Hmm. Good waste of time. Good waste of time. Well, that's a little bit backhanded, but <laughs> uh, unhinged, freaky, nightmarish. Okay, nightmarish. Okay, I'm gonna put that poster as well. Nightmarish. That'll get people to come on. No, I appreciate you guys taking the time out. I hope you guys recover soon. Um, from everyone here at Guiding Light Radio. Thank you. I've been Isaiah Quinn, your guiding light. And until next time, remember, new life is just around the corner.